0: Welcome everybody to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by thehockeythinktank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game. On the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. We bring on social media personality. His real name is Keith Van Gels, but he goes by Kane Van Gate. Uh, He has almost 33,000 subscribers on YouTube, almost 43,000 followers on Instagram. He's doing an unbelievable job uh, with content and media and growing the game and growing a passion for the game. So, as you all know, Jeff and I really enjoy that. So, before we we get to Kane, though. Let's bring on the talent of the podcast, Jeff Levecchio. Vex, what's going on today?
1: Not much, Tovski. Just got back from a great weekend with my team in Chicago, where it was colder than a witch's. It was dash five this morning. Oh we no, maybe 5. I don't know. It was it was super cold. Like it was ridiculously cold. And uh the boys won 3 out of 4, but obviously and I'm happy they won, but it was I'm happier that there was a product of them doing the things that we've been trying to teach them and them crushing it and they they did really well. I'm really proud of my team right now.
0: Yeah, it is freezing. It's absolutely yeah, Oh cold. my
1: god. Chicago was out of control, dude. It, like windy, too. Like wind just like smacking me in the face. Like <laughs> every time you walk outside, you just get slapped in the face with wind.
0: Yeah. There's- I remember recruiting, you know, out in like Fargo, North Dakota, or you're in South Dakota and Sioux Falls or in Minnesota and stuff. And there's no hills for miles. So yeah. there's nothing to stop the wind. And so it just, you step out of the car and it just like it punches you in the face.
1: Oh my God. Just repeatedly, too. She doesn't stop punching. It's, yeah. Yeah, it'll get you. But I got to see Grandma and Grandpa, bro. I got to see Grandma and Grandpa. I know you guys are listening right now. I love you. Great to see you guys. Glad I could take you out for your birthday to Yen get a little Chinese food, have a little uh, hang sesh with them. That was, a, that was pretty cool.
0: You're such a tool. Why am I a tool? I love Grandma You're and Grandpa. You're such a suck-up. You are such a suck-up. We all love Grandma and Grandpa as much as you do. So you just like to proclaim it more. Maybe we should do that a little bit more.
1: Hey, just spreading the love, baby. It's <laughs> two people on earth. So, What's yeah,
0: up? Yeah. So, I want to tell you a story, man. So, this is really, really cool. So, first of all, I have to give a shout out to the Northern Michigan Wildcats. So, they came in to play Cornell. Cornell's the number one team in the country right now. What's up? And, um, honestly, I have not seen that competitive and just grinding you down type of team probably since I started coaching college hockey, however long ago that was and so props to Grandpa Tony who's really uh, turned that culture around since he took over I want to say maybe three years ago. Uh, His assistants Byron Poole and Rob Letton like those guys have done such a good job. They were such entertaining games so shout out to Northern Michigan like they were one of the most fun teams that I've seen play in a long time just gritty man just so so gritty so much fun to see Uh, but on top of that so I went down to talk to the coaches after the first game just to kind of say hello. Um, Obviously being and a former college coach you get to know uh, all those guys and, on a deeper level and they're both good friends of mine and so we're sitting there talking and one of the players comes up and I don't know if he just like recognized my voice or whatever or figured that there's no other five foot four people actually in hockey uh, but he came up and he was like hey are you Topher? I was like Yeah. He goes. I love your podcast, man. You and Jeff are unreal. Like, thanks for doing that. And I was like, seriously? Did you? Just... Wow, that was so cool. So appreciate everybody helping to spread the word. And we say it after every intro in our in our uh, podcast. But uh, just really cool to see a college hockey player just kind of walking by and listens to our podcast. So shout out. I didn't get his name. I should have got his name. Um, but thanks for thanks for that. We appreciate it, man.
1: Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Because I had uh, I had a guy who's playing in the East Coast League. Um, Terrence Wallen uh, who runs Evolution Hockey Camps in the summers and is trying to help hockey players kind of like you and I are just in a different capacity he reached out and said how much he loves a podcast and put a story up on Instagram saying he was on like an 8 hour busy. so he's going to catch up on uh, some of our recent episodes so shout out to him and it's just so cool because I think a lot of the stuff that we, that we talk about helps a lot of younger players but there's also like other levels to you know and layers and the things that we're talking about about that i think truly are things that i would have loved to have heard when i was playing juniors and college and starting my professional career and even in the end of the career I guess we bring on that we learn something from every episode like older players can actually get a lot out of our show um because you know we bring on people who are way smarter than us and and at the top of the game so uh, really cool to hear that feedback from some of those guys
0: yeah yeah and another cool thing too actually um so I've had two emails in the past two weeks from people over in Europe. One was in Germany and one was in Slovenia. So they got a hold of the parent guidebook that I did um, that a ton of people have downloaded. It's been pretty cool. And they asked to like translate it into their language and send it out to like all the people in their country. And I was like, that's kinda cool. So
1: the, the, That's pretty the, badass. So make sure they're quoting you correctly.
0: I know, they right? Just, <laughs> they just
1: like <write> most <laughs> ridiculous book ever over there and you <laughs> some, like cult like hero or, or. <laughs> Demon or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So if, uh, if German is your first language or Slovenian is your first language, uh, the Hockey Think Tank Parent Guidebook will be, be at a store near you or it's just free on the internet. You can just download it. <laughs> but, um, for, for but we have had some awesome feedback from the parent guidebook out there. Um, so for anybody listening that, that hasn't had the chance to take a look at it, you can just go to our website, thehockeythinktank.com and under resources, there's a parent guidebook and you just go in and enter your email and, and, uh, it's free. Uh, just a free download so um, just some information for parents and I'm actually working on right now like uh, a midget junior hockey guidebook too because the first one was very basic Um, this one is going to be a lot more for people that are entering into that junior hockey, midget hockey, college hockey phase and I just feel like there's such a need for that and I'm sure you hear it all the time I do as well so working on that one right now and hopefully that gets done pretty quickly
1: Dude, we are so weird with our weird connection, uh... Quick story, Tof and I. When we played together, we had we never ever played together except like random summer things or something. And we were nasty together, like which is we're just completely different players. We just had this weird thing where Tof would be nasty all over the ice. I would skate around like an idiot really fast. <laughs> Somehow he'd find me to hit me for a breakaway, and I'd score. And we just had this like crazy connection. And dude, it happens all the time on this podcast. Last week, I called the new president of our organization, and I said, "Hey, man, uh, a lot of people are always." asking about juniors and, and, and do I need advisors and, and nutrition and like all these things where I think we could just have one big, like thing for all the parents in our organization where I said, I want to set, you know, let's rent out a, a, a big hall. Um, and I'll bring in some guests and I'm, I'm bringing in, um, my, my movement chiropractor guru to talk about like keeping your body healthy, uh, a PT myself as a strength coach, a nutritionist, uh, and a family advisor and agent, and, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get a junior coach to to, to talk about like all of those things like you know w- w- does he need an advisor what should he be doing to get scouted for juniors all those questions that parents who haven't been through this don't know i was just like why don't we just put this on and just let people ask questions
0: yeah Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm actually, yeah, I'm going to do that on social media next week too. I'm going to throw a tweet out there and put something up on Instagram. Just if you do have, if you are a player that's from maybe 14 all the way on up and you have questions, what are they? And we can help to answer them. Um, so that's, that's a good idea too. So that's cool. that You guys are doing that.
1: Yeah. Like, so that is hilarious. That's so funny. Love <laughs> and that. This, that book's going to be awesome. A lot of people need that a lot. Like, man, that's probably the biggest question I get. Cause then it's starting to get serious when, you know, your teammates are starting to tender or get drafted or they're, they're talking to junior teams. And if your goal is to, to go to juniors, go to college, like, you know, you start to get nervous and then people do crazy things and parents just want the best for their kids, but they don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah. So that, that'll be awesome.
0: Well, this is a crazy time of year, too. I mean, everybody's kind of going insane right now trying to figure out next year because the tryout rules are ridiculous. And so, I actually, dude, so I actually went on the website for New York State, and maybe it's just our little section in New York. And so, I'm obviously coaching next year. So, I'm trying to figure out what's the tryout rule and when I can start, you know, building the team and reaching out to people and stuff. And so, tryouts have to start after Nationals. So, Nationals ends April 6th. And tryouts have to, that you cannot technically recruit before that. So you cannot reach out to anybody until April 7th. Well, crazy thing is, no, sorry, April 8th is when you can have your first tryout. So two days after Nationals ends, you can have your first tryout and you can start contacting the day after. However, literally a week after the Nationals ends is when you have to have your team picked and the team has to be up on the website, No. So I have one day, if you're following the rules, I have one day to technically recruit people to come to our tryouts, and then I have one week before the team has to be picked.
1: This can't be real
0: it's like, dude, like legitimately rules on the website. So what? yeah, I don't, I mean, it's, it is what it is, dude. You just got to kind of go by it. But, um, so can
1: you, you can post like on Twitter and message boards or I don't even know if those are a thing. I have to figure that stuff out. Like, like, Hey, tryouts are going to be two days after national.
0: Yeah. Like you can, you can post your tryouts and stuff, but you can't like reach out to people and call people and email and all that kind of stuff. So like, it's just weird. I, you know, (laughs) I'm sure there's reasons why they did that, but I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't really think this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Um, But anyway, so yeah, so this is the time of year because of that, that people are going crazy trying to figure out next year when there's still two or three months left in the season. And it just, you know, you want kids to enjoy the last half of their season and not have to worry about all this crap. Um, But it is what it is. But I do have to say with the announcement last week of my taking over as a hockey director up in this area and then changing the name to the Hockey Think Tank Hockey Club, like the feedback that I've gotten from everybody has been so, so amazing. It's been so, so cool. I've actually had parents reach out to me from other parts of the country. They've been like, we want our kid to move to Syracuse to play in your organization and stuff, which is like just – like the fact that people think that highly of of what I'm doing is just it's like an honor man like it's just such a cool thing, and so it just kind of goes when you speak truth to some of the things in hockey development and you actually do put the kids first. I think at the end of the day that's what the parents want. they just want somebody that's going to care about their kids that's going to teach them hockey that's going to teach them about life, and that's what we're looking to do here with the hockey think tank hockey club uh, that's coming out next uh next summer um or actually i guess it would be the spring since it's in in april but um dude i'm so excited thank you to everybody that's reached out i mean my phone was ringing off the hook all week emails all week so appreciate uh, everybody reaching out
1: very cool very cool it's gonna be exciting to follow that
0: yeah we'll see how it goes We'll see how it goes, but a lot of work to be done. Um, but let's get to our guest Kane van gate. Uh, so he's like a social media all-star man. Like this guy is unreal. Like I said, almost 33,000 YouTube subscribers. He's got unreal videos on YouTube, uh, over or almost 43,000 follows on, on Instagram and just puts, like, just pumps out amazing content. And I know you guys go way back. So, um, I'll let you give a little bit of an introduction to, to who he is and, and the kind of things that he does.
1: Yeah, I mean Keith's just a great guy, and his alter ego, uh, Kane Van Gate, that's that's put him on the map. Is is you know he's just trying to be funny. He's trying to take the best and the worst about beer league hockey players and put them into one character and just have fun with it. And you know it's we all know guys that take it this seriously, and it's it's not bad or it's not good. It's just funny and it's and it's awesome. And uh, he's a good character, and anyone that plays in a beer league knows people that are like like his character, Kane Van Gate. So, um, it's Pretty cool stuff and he's he's boys with Pavel Barber because of this. He shoots a ton of videos with Barber. You know, everybody loves all the stick tricks that Barber does. It's pretty cool and it's fun to do and practice and gives you something to, uh fun to do in the basement, watching Barber videos. So he's done a bunch of stuff with them. So definitely if uh if you're on YouTube, check out Kane Van Gate's channel. I think he said it's uh Kane Van Gate thirty-eight. Um and, and then his new movie that he's got uh document hockey documentary that's uh, uh debuting in a week and a half here, a week and a couple of days. So pretty cool stuff and and Keith's always been a great guy like he was always somebody I looked up to because he was very confident very calm uh cerebral like intelligent guy and um he just seemed more mature than a lot of the guys that I played with when I was younger and I always kind of looked up to him
0: yeah that's cool well you can totally tell man he's just a down-to-earth good dude which is so funny because his character that he plays is like the exact opposite (laughs) and we got to do a little bit of an interview of the character at the end which was a lot of fun to do um but yeah just a great guy I, you know it's the first time i've been able to talk to him you guys go way back but uh, i we talk about this all the time anybody who's creating a passion about the game of hockey is is a good dude in, in our book and he certainly does that you can tell by the videos the videos are great you can tell by the amount of people uh that are following what he's doing and uh just a very passionate hockey guy that's getting more people passionate about the game and and that's what it's all about
1: yes sir yeah he's killing it and uh yeah, like you said, good dude, and, and I'm excited to go see his movie at the premiere on Monday.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Well, uh, thank you to Keith Kane Van Gates, and obviously at the end of the intros, we have a lot of thank yous before we head into the interview. So, Jeff, you want to thank the title sponsor?
1: I want to thank the boys over at GelStix, G-E-L-S-T-X dot com. Uh, use code VEX. No, just kidding. Toph doesn't get a piece of that. Use code <laughs> hockey think or think tank use code think tank all capital letters if you're looking to get one of those and actually uh from the last podcast we did where we talked about them i said hey there's a bunch of things that i do in the gym with these that's not stick handling or shooting and if anybody wants to ask me some of the things that i do uh, send me a message on instagram follow me first or else i won't answer you no i'm just kidding i'm up anyways uh <laughs> to get that ratio up bro uh, no, but uh, I had like six people reach out and I just sent them a quick video. I was in the gym already with the gel stick right next to me. So I shot them a quick 30 second video of some different exercises to try. So uh, I think that there, there's a ton of different ways that you can use these that will make you a better hockey player. I truly believe in them. Um, I used them before I became, before I worked with them and uh, now they're one of our sponsors. So thank you to Gel Sticks. Again, that's G-E-L-S-T-X dot com. They also have uh, uh, golfing golf clubs that are weighted and now they have Lacrosse sticks, so pretty cool stuff. Golf is gonna be just massive. Like people are going, they're 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 ripping their hair out for those things.
0: <laughs> they're ripping their hair out, huh? Yeah, I don't know why, but they <laughs> <are>. <laughs> I like it uh well we also want to thank all of you listeners and uh it's a very very genuine thank you from jeff and i we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and and following what we do and and sharing what we do as well and and uh you know this has been such an awesome ride and and it's almost nostalgic now just listening to kane and keith and and his story because it's kind of similar like it just started organically just a couple of hockey guys that wanted to talk about hockey and do hockey things and um it's very very interesting that i feel like our story are, are similar in that regard
1: yeah no totally I mean we all love hockey and you know it's 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 just so cool how we're all able to make a living. In hockey, but none of us are playing in the NHL. <laughs> um, I, I think that that's really cool, and and we talk about following your passion, and um, success will follow instead of chasing success about things you're not passionate about. Because uh, success means a lot of different things, both monetarily and you know things that don't have to do with money. Um, so I, I think it's pretty cool that we're all able to do what we do.
0: Well, it's funny, like. I always talk about it, and this is something that I always bring up in our team building that we do when I go around to different teams, and I actually talk about success and what it means. And for me, John Wooden had the best definition of success, and that was just peace of mind. Success is peace of mind knowing that you gave everything you did, and you can lay your head on the pillow at night or look at yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and and like what you see and know that you did stuff for others, and you know... People think about success in so many different ways. Like you said, maybe it's monetarily, maybe it's fame, maybe it's status or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, I think the thing that we always crave and we're always looking for is just that peace of mind you know, peace of mind, knowing that you're making a difference, peace of mind, knowing that you're authentic and doing what you like to do and doing what you'd love to do. And, uh, yeah, I just actually finished a book, uh, written by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, where he talks about his relationship with John Wooden and it just echoes that so much. So just that success, having that peace of mind, I think is just such a powerful thing.
1: I totally agree. Uh, that's a really good, that's a really great quote. And uh, speaking of success, I guess I, I should pump the tires of uh, my buddy Dan Dan uh, and one of the founders of ghost and i've talked about Ghost on this podcast before they just won a whole bunch of awards through gnc being one of the best brands um, that are sold at their stores and i personally have a deal with, with him where anybody can get 20 percent off everything on their website it's ghostlifestyle.com and they sell protein they sell pre-workouts uh they used to sell fish oil and they got some really cool clothes but just a cool a really cool guy and he loves hockey he dude he has the best jerseys in men's league they're like mighty he ducks jerseys and his whole team has them. They're pimped out. They're called the ghost hockey team. I think in Chicago, they play at one of the Johnny's. I always see it on his Instagram and they got like mighty ducks jerseys that are just badass they look sweet and uh he, he made like a hockey jersey hoodies or something for for ghost uh really cool guy so they have the best tasting protein around they got like a chips ahoy one with like little flakes of like chips ahoy cookies in the protein um they, they make really cool flavors so i know a bunch of people that i've that i've told use it and really like his product so uh ghost and the code is uh ripped capital r-i-p-t my company's name that'll get you 20 percent off everything so any listeners out there looking for some new protein? Give it a whirl.
0: You're like the new biz nasty, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I I the love Vex
1: getting promo code. I love getting people deals. Like it makes me so happy to be like, hey, you work out with me, I get you twenty percent off this. I get you twenty percent <laughs> off that because I love saving money. I'm such a weirdo. Like I love finding ways to save money. So uh, uh, did you see my tweet about the guy the other day? Real quick, who instead of going into um uh, I don't want a nursing home or like a retirement home. He did the math and found out that Holiday Inn gives uh, senior discounts. Yes, 60%. I did see that.
0: Very cool. So he's
1: literally going to live the rest of his life in a Holiday Inn, uh, and he'll just switch them whenever he wants. And he found out that he gets like sixteen hundred dollars a week just to spend on groceries. He saves by living in a Holiday Inn where they come in and do his bed every day and give him toothpaste and give him razors <laughs> instead of going into a nursing home. I thought that was really cool.
0: I love that. Love that. Economical. Very cool. Um, well, let's uh, head it on over. This was an awesome, awesome conversation with a really cool guy. Uh, so, without further ado, here we go with Kane Van Gate. We are so excited to have on this episode of the podcast social media star Keith Van Gels, AKA Kane Van Gate, KVG all the way. So, uh, how you doing today, man?
2: Good. How you doing, Toe? Facts. Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: No problem. It's great to have you. I know you and Vex go a long ways back, and, and that's where we usually oh, yeah. like to start our, our episodes is taking it way back. And you know, one of the cool things about your story is like, we love people who are passionate about the game of hockey. And your journey is taking you to a lot of different stops. And, and right now, that's basically what you're doing, is you're promoting the game of hockey in an right. awesome way and doing social media on Instagram and YouTube especially. You got some cool things on the go. Uh, but before we get into that stuff, love to get to know you a little bit and get our listeners to get to kind of know you so take us back to where it all started and uh talk to us a little bit about how you actually fell in love with the game
2: okay um, well i appreciate the kind words um let's see where it all started back at Creefcore ice ring same as back <laughs> yeah, yeah jeff was a little younger than me uh we played together a little bit i think when he was a squirt he played on my pbaa team that was a lot of fun um, so from the very beginning, have a, like a relatively late start. I started when I was eight, I think, which doesn't seem that late, but for you guys, like that's kind of a late start and then put the pads on when I was nine and just kind of never looked back. And, um, I fell in love with hockey, watching Brett Hall scoring 50 goals in 50 games. And that kind of got a lot of people in St. Louis, like my generation into it. And then, uh, my parents won a raffle to go to a blues Blackhawks game. I sat in the front row because we couldn't. We couldn't really afford those tickets, so I got to sit front row and watch Belfort versus Cujo. And then, like that moment on, I was a goalie. I mean, there's no, you know, I didn't shut up about it. And finally, my dad, you know, they did the pass the bag, and I got my chance a couple weeks later. And then, yeah, the rest is history. So been a goalie ever since. And um, and then, yeah, just played a little bit of uh, high school hockey here locally. Played AAA in high school. And then had the very short uh, junior college career. And then now I just coach and coach goalie specifically. So that's, that's a huge part of uh, my day to day. And um, that's how I'm trying to give back and also pay the bills. So it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. And uh, you no, know, you also played junior and, and college hockey uh, for a little bit. So where, whereabouts were you at there
2: and what was your experience like? Um, junior hockey career super impressive um no i'm kidding it was i was on a few different teams it was only one year and um i was in hell enough for a little bit i had a cup of coffee in springfield and then i i really just ended up playing for a junior b team in connecticut in a league that doesn't exist but we got to play against some really good teams that were um like new york apple Corps and teams like that that were it used to be in the ejhl i'm not sure what league yeah. it is now but it's I think a lot of there are a handful of guys who went NCAA D1 from that league. So it was a pretty good league. And so it was good competition. But after that one year off of just being a suitcase and things not going the way I, I hoped, I, I was just ready to go to school. And just so it was just one year for me, one, one and done.
1: Well, how did you get to school? Because I remember, you know, be, playing against you at Bowling Green. Um, so, like, how did you get to Bowling Green from that league?
2: Um, so that's a good question. So I walked on at Bowling Green. I was not recruited. There's a, um, there's a showcase I played in that summer, and I was on the fence of, should I try another year of juniors, or should I just walk on somewhere and just, like, you know, study what I want, you know, film and marketing and that sort of thing. And so I was kind of at a crossroads. And then I went to this showcase, and Bowling Green was there, and I played really well. And there are a few other goalies in the tournament. Like, one had committed to Merrimack, one committed to, um, I don't even remember, but, like, a few D1 commits. And I thought I played really well and kind of went toe-to-toe with those guys. And so I felt really good about it. They watched, and it it's not like they offered me anything. It was kind of like, hey, you know, we don't really have spot necessarily, but maybe we'll take a fourth goalie kind of thing. So, like, I kind of went there it was a huge gamble. Um, There's no guarantee. I just went to Bowling Green. I just had a gut feeling I'd somehow weasel my way on the squad and walk on and had a really good tryout and then, weaseled my way on walked on and then one goalie ended up leaving um and i don't even remember why he left but he did me a huge favor because i was the uh third string goalie there and didn't play at all but got to obviously practice every day with those boys and then dress in a lot of key games so it was a cool experience while it was brief but it was a good experience it was a really good year
1: was that eddie neville who left
2: no it was not <laughs> eddie it was um Oh gosh! It's a cute who, guy who played for Honey Baked and played for the Danville Wings. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but uh, uh, I that'll guess that'll make I don't me yeah, that'll
1: make me make me mad not remembering. But how was the the tryout? Did you go to like an open tryout or it was like was, the whole yeah. team out there? Because I got to watch the tryouts at Western Michigan, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to use air quotes. We sat up in the stands and we watched our coach give these kids a tryout every yeah. year. There was probably like four to six. Yeah. literally, I don't even think our coach put pucks on the ice. He just bag skated them, and all of them would quit. Like, no one would make it through. (laughs) they're like, I don't want to
2: play on this team. That's funny. It was a little – it wasn't quite that bad. I want to say there were, like, 15, 20 guys. And most of them were just, like, guys from the club team. And then I I did well to the point where the coaches were just like, why are you here? Why aren't you playing juniors? Like, we don't get it. And I was just kind of told like, I had a bad year, and I just – kind of thought I'd walk on here. And they're like, okay. So what they did was they set me up with uh, this team in Toledo that was in the North American league. And then I was just practicing with them. And then right as I was about to sign with them and actually play for that team um, while in school full time, that's when I got a call and they're just like, Hey, you know, welcome to the team. You made it kind of thing. And it was completely unexpected because it was like a month after the tryout. So I just figured I'm done, you know, like, Whatever I'll play club hockey. It is what it is. And then that junior opportunity came. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do this. And then got that call. So um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool too. And then like Kevin Bieksa was on that team. A lot of good players. Uh, Jordan Siglet was our starting goalie. He was an absolute stud, and he played every single second. So um, I knew I wasn't going to play over him, him or anything. So I just you know did my thing as the practice goalie and tried to be the first one on, last one off, and just you know a confidence boost for those guys as they put a lot of bucks past me
0: so (laughs) yeah as the third string goalie did you ever get a shot that was
2: below your knees like ever rarely (laughs) i had had a warwick mask i had a guy literally put a hole in my forehead of my mask and he was so proud of it i'm pretty sure i had a concussion and just didn't even know it but yeah i had a couple mask mangled and it wasn't like intentional like he he wasn't like aiming for my head i was on my knees there's a shot on goal um, it wasn't anything like that, but yeah, it was, uh, you get peppered quite a bit, especially when you're on the ice for like three, three hours.
1: That's unreal. I really feel for the third string goalie because I mean, actually, I think, uh, the other day I heard our coach say like, Oh, wait till the backup goes in to like, start lighting them up, up top during yeah. more ups, oh, yeah. you know, in the third string, it's even worse. I was taking clappers from the, from the top of the crease going chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, man, I, I, I just, I think that all goalies, have to calm down with this one thing and tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. So okay. my theory is if a goalie gets hit in the head and his head's above the crossbar, that's the shooter's fault. Like you were going to miss the net. You're an uh, idiot. I totally agree. But if a goalie goes down and it hits him in the head, like you're a goalie, you're inside of the net. The puck would have went in and hit you in the head. Why are you angry?
2: Calm down. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. There's times where guys will apologize to me. I'll be like, dude, it's a shot on that. Like, don't worry about it. But you know, to your point, if someone just winds up and smokes you, and you're standing on your feet, and it's like two, three feet over the net, then yeah, I'll, I'll lose my cool, and that happens. Right, but, right. I mean, I, you know, all the guys I skate with, so like that stuff never happens in warm-ups. That's yeah. definitely a beer league problem, but <laughs> we, we got a pretty good group, so I don't have to worry about that. It's it's
0: <laughs> not just a beer league problem; it's a youth hockey problem. Like right. I see that yeah, all the totally time right. in youth hockey. Like you know, most of the teams they do the. You know, come around the blue line, get a pass, come in and shoot type stuff. And it's probably 50% number one that they're hitting the net. And then of those 50%, you know, like 25% or 50% of those are like barring in. Top down It's like no You actually gotta like Warm up the goalies Like warm up is not for right. you Warm yeah. up is for the goalies So you can yeah. get your hands going Passing and stick handling and All stuff So all the kids that are out here Huge pet peeve Of probably all three of us And any coach out Boy. there In warm ups Just just hit your goalies pads It's all you gotta do Or if yeah. they like Go in deke Or backdoor you It's oh, like oh my ew, god yeah. What are you doing Just, just, just yeah. shoot the puck ew. And hit the goalies pads That's all you gotta do <laughs>
2: Yeah. And obviously, you guys have high hockey IQs and play at a high level. So you get it, right? It's just about getting it. But I can't tell you how many times, like a high school practice or even a triple A practice, I'm like, dude, that's your goalie. That's your goalie. Like, warm them up. Because <laughs> yeah. it's your Man. dog. Because yeah. it's <laughs> <Yeah>. your dog.
0: <laughs> You've got to get out there and find that. Hey, but you know what? No, you know that's what the wrong play. movie, dude. Wrong movie. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're I was right. thinking, it was, uh, was it Road Trip? road trip. with the peanut yeah, I, butter
1: you want x-rated i didn't so that's on you but you know what else we're, since we're on this subject real quick you know what else grinds my gears that i think just totally ruins goalie's confidence um, pisses them off and could potentially injure them for the guys who are able to try and jump back and make like a dynamic save is when it's like a two on or a two on one and there's a rebound and they pass it back they wait 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 pass it back door the goalie gets up he tries his hardest to push over for that empty net and then the guy passes it back door like okay it's a two on zero. like y- you're not making the goalie better you're not making yourself better obviously a blind squirrel could pass that puck to the empty guy who's standing back door like work on quick rebounds and getting it up in tight and then your goalies also being challenged that's always about, like
0: two on o drills practice
1: yeah or like even a two on one like the, they play the rebound out and the d-man kind of falls off and then it's like oh you're by yourself and then you pass it back to her and the goalie there's goalie has zero chance i hate that
2: <laughs> i'm with you that's uh yeah that's kind of like next level but yeah i mean i see what you're saying like in a game, you're not going to have all that time to pass back and forth. So just work on, work on finishing, right? Work
1: on like, that quick rebound realistic. because yeah. that's a skill collecting a quick rebound, trying to beat the goalie as he's trying <laughs> to get back up or back over. Yeah. And you know, that backdoor pass, like, okay, anyone can make that. You're not making the goalie better or yourself better.
0: Yeah. And as a player too, whenever you're doing, if you're doing like a flow drill or there's a two on one, somebody's driving the net, like the two biggest things, if you have the puck, Treat it as an opportunity to learn how to pass it off the pad. So try and, try and create yeah. a rebound, and then for the other person that's driving the net, use that as an opportunity to continue to build your habits on stopping in front. And it, like it should be, ev- like literally every time, hundred percent of the time, there's a two-on-zero drill. It should be, you know, a shot off the pads, trying to create a rebound, and a stop in front. It shouldn't be backdoor. You shouldn't be trying to bury. Like the, that's basically what should happen every time.
1: Yeah. And, and to take it to the next level too. And actually this is funny. This is something we were work, been working on with our team and the boys have been really starting to do it. We've scored so many more goals is when you're going to do that, that the, the POP, the pass off the pad, like, Don't just come in and just shoot it from the same angle. If you as the shooter are coming in and you change the angle just a little bit, whether it's outside or inside, the goalie as he goes down is not – the goalies are taught when they get a shot from an angle to to angle their stick or their pad so the puck deflects into the corner. So you got to play chess against that goalie, not checkers. You know he wants to do that. So if you change the angle right before the shot – it's way harder for them to stay square, get down and kick it out to the corner or stick it to the corner. Like, we, I literally have stopped practice probably three times in the last month and shown the guys how it works. And every time the goalie, like, he just, he, he's off. Am I right, Keith? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely
2: that? right. Totally. No, that makes perfect sense. Changing your angle before a shot in general is just very effective because, you know, you're not completely set or as set as you want to be. But yeah, no, that's a perfect example of that. Absolutely. Good
0: stuff. All right. We got some goalie talk in. I know there's some listeners out there that always love to hear some goalie talk. So um, that's good. So, so Keith, you talked about going to school and you studied marketing and media. Um, Did that kind of light your fire into getting into where you're at right now? Um, What was that experience like and how did it, uh, how did it lead maybe to the start of of
2: what you have going on with your social media career? Um, uh, Yes and no. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I always wanted to, you know, create content video produce write, even act like it's always been kind of something I wanted to do so um and like the hockey dream for me I I wouldn't say it died when I was young but like I was I realized I wasn't going to play in the NHL probably before I graduated high school but I just you know it was like I my dream was to be a division one goalie so when that didn't work out I transferred from Bowling Green and you know and then there's a couple schools that reached out and I was just I was done I was burnt out I had no interest in playing D three or anywhere else. And so I just went to university of Missouri and got the degree I wanted to get, which was uh, strategic communications in the journalism school. So that's like advertising media, you know, that sort of thing. And my, my thought process was I wanted to find a way to make commercials um, and and then kind of go that route. And then hopefully that would lead to TV or that, you know, something like that. And then um, I just found a niche with social media and and Facebook blowing up and people using it for marketing. And then Instagram became a thing and then YouTube came out. And so I obviously like, you know, anyone else using those things, it's, me it was an opportunity a platform that i wouldn't have had elsewhere so um it all kind of it happened organically but so unplanned but yes and the fact that like i studied that stuff with intent and or with hoping eventually of like you know creating comedic content like creating a hockey movie and that sort of thing so um it's been a long road and i have a long ways to go for sure but um yeah it's it's been uh it's been fun so like To answer your question, a little bit organically and a little bit planned, yeah
1: that's so cool, man. And, and Toph, it's pretty crazy. So, I mean, it's probably been like 10 years now I was probably in my like second year pro maybe. And I just started my company. So maybe it was, maybe it was nine years ago. Th- third, uh, third year pro started my company and Keith wanted to get in shape and Keith and I go back for a while. And I don't know if you were coming off a concussion. Is that, is that what happened? So you wanted to well, start training again?
2: Yeah. Who knows? I, yeah. I, I had a lot of injuries in beer league early on. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I feel, feel
1: like he was concussion. coming back from a concussion so he couldn't work out for a a while so he started coming into me um yeah. and we started training together and he was working for a company called Total Hockey back then. So yeah. he liked my training and liked what we were doing so much that he talked to Total Hockey for me and he created some ads for Total Hockey where I was like the the uh fitness model, like oh, promoting some of their products. Is that with like, oh, you yeah. and my involved? We
2: have- you were a legitimate model, okay. <laughs> Don't don't use those little quote fingers that no one can see. Please you're the, you're do not
0: inflate the ego. Oh yeah, that it needs that. to be inflated. Oh yeah, it was sick.
1: It was sick. But hold on, this is where this is where my head probably blew up. But Keith made like the coolest ads. Like he he set up what he wanted to use. It was all for like exercise equipment the company was selling, and it was like so cool. Like well shot. Like it was just a really cool series. Then that turned into Keith um, talking to Total Hockey and getting me to help me. Make make, um, all these videos. And we haven't talked about this in the podcast. I'll bring it up real quick. Um, with total hockey, they decided to shoot like six on ice videos and six off ice videos on the ice. It was Keith and my buddy, Derek Pallardy, who we played with growing up D one player. He's a coach here in St. Louis, um, for McKendree. Now, um, he took me through an on ice session and uh, of working on skills. And then I took him off ice and we did some, um, very basic things to try and help the the clients of total hockey. They're still on YouTube. They they got like a bar bunch of press like the guy at total hockey who ran that division was like when you retire we're gonna do this up we're gonna kill it and then yeah. they went bankrupt when i retired yeah. so but it was a lot of fun and i owe that all to keith and it was such a good experience and it's probably the reason why i like doing this stuff now because it kind of gave me like some confidence to be like you know i can do this i believe in the things that I, that have worked for me and want to help people and that's probably gave me a lot of confidence so i have to thank you
2: Oh man. Well, I got to thank you for doing an awesome job, but that's, that's awesome. And and I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to kind of get into that, but like total hockey is what allowed me to, you know, use my degree, make commercials and kind of open that door. And it was all hockey. So it was a perfect fit for me. So um, it was a really great run being a part of that. And I'm really grateful to Michael Benoit for giving me that opportunity there. And I think I was there for a good seven years and um, yeah, it was, it was awesome to work with, you know, guys like you and then just to, take an idea and bring it to life. That's what I've always just been passionate about and hockey as well. And so to be able to, you know, still to back then do those two things and then, you know, still doing it. It's it's uh it's pretty special. So hopefully I can ride this as long as I can. But um and then by the time you got there, Vex, we had a pretty awesome creative team there. Like we had june shooting photos uh chris was doing video and a lot of really smart talented people there that were you know on my team so they definitely made me look good and then uh early on though it was just dave and i who's dave delaney is my business partner he shot and edited our whole documentary for hockey journey and so he and i initially were the ones i was doing all the social media for total and then he was doing all the youtube and we kind of helped each other out so for a while it was just us two doing that and then that's kind of how we're like got into the whole Kane Van Gate thing, like, hey, we're doing this for work, like we can do this on our own. Why not? And you know, and kind of stand off from there. But.
1: And let's talk about that. Let's talk about Kane Van Gate. Yeah. For some of the listeners who don't know who Kane Van Gate is, the the social media goalie yes. personality who's unreal.
2: <laughs> um yeah, I'm sure a lot of people uh, aren't the biggest fans, but uh for the ones that uh are, thank you so much. And the ones who have never heard of them, so Kane Van Gate is uh he's a satirical character, kind of like an alter ego who is delusional about his own abilities, which I'm sure everyone knows a goalie or a hockey player <laughs> that is like that. And a lot of them are goalies. And, um, you know, he's waiting for a shot at the NHL, whether whether that's like an emergency basis or what, but, um, you know, it's, it's been fun. We, six years ago, we made a video called BHL 36. And if you are going to check out my YouTube channel, which is Kane van gate 38, uh, I highly recommend watching that video first because it really just sets the tone and you kind of completely understand what's going on. And then anything you watch after that makes sense. Whereas if you go in and watch another video, I mean, well, hearing me now and knowing it's satire, you'll get it. But when people <laughs> go in cold and just see like a random video, I love reading those comments because they're just like, <laughs> I, I don't know, it's it's pretty funny because people take it seriously. They think it's my real name. I think that's you know what I really think. And so that part for me is, is hilarious. It's kind of, you know, pulling one past people. And then a lot of times they'll be like, oh, God, I thought you were such a loser at first, and then I realized it was all a joke. Like, this is great, you know, and then they'll kind of come back and, and um, you know, throw a compliment or a chirp or whatever, but it's all in good fun.
0: That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's cool, man. Well, I kind of want to take it back to the start because I've been able to develop a bit of a social media following as well. And so, like, I think back to... When it all kind of started, and, and for me, it, it kind of sounds like it was similar with you. It was almost by accident. I just started yeah. throwing videos up, and then people started to like them a little bit, so I started to do more. And that's yeah. why, for, like, the way, the, the, the world that we live in right now, Jeff and I talk about this all the time, like, it's, it's a world that's ran by doers. You just got to do it. And if you right. fail, whatever, do it again or find a way to change it and do it a little bit differently. And I feel like there's so many people out there that want to get into this game, the social media, Instagram, whatever type stuff. And mm-hmm. the biggest mistake that I feel like they made and just is from talking to people is like they think it needs to be perfect before right. it goes out there. And I bet you if you went to your first video and the videos that you have right now, it's probably night and day, (laughs) you know, so much better because you've been able to do it and get better at it and all that kind of stuff. So, um, would you, would you like agree with that? I think that's the most important thing. If somebody wants to get into it, just, just do it. And if it sucks, like it's going to suck, but you're going to learn and you're going to get better and you're going to get comments and then you can go towards what the the people want. And like, it's just, you
2: just got to go and do it, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, another thing to add to that, I tell people like find a niche, like, you know, even if you're hockey, like be, if you're going to be a strength coach, like make it applicable. You know, like I, I see a lot of accounts who just care about getting likes and they're like, they're doing product reviews and they're doing this and that. And they're just like, they're kind of doing a bunch of things that other people are doing. And I think you need to find your niche. Um, and, and that's, and that's what happened with me, but like you told it just happened organically. Like, Never in a million years that I think I'd still be doing this six years later or that it would actually be a job, you know? So, um, and that kind of coincides with the the Hockey Journey documentary. It's one of the, there's a few themes in it, but one of them is just go for it, do it. You want to make a hockey movie? Make a hockey movie. Like, it's, you know, no one's stopping you but yourself. And, um, yeah, I really like what you said there because that kind of ties in with everything.
1: That kind of makes me think of, like, I think about why a person like you has, has had the success you've had and a person like Toph has had the success he's had and 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 myself in the gym and not saying I'm at the top of the game by any means, but like, you know, I, success is a relative term in hockey and in life and whatever you d- desire, if that you hit that, uh, you know, that success in your book. And for me, I think like a lot of people chase being successful instead of chasing whatever they're passionate about And if you chase what you're passionate about and put all your energy into that, I feel like, and you, you love what you're doing, you're going to be better at it. You're going to be way better at doing something that you love every day of your life, and it's not going to feel like work, which then allow you to work more hours, or work smarter, or, or create relationships, or whatever. But then you'll be successful because you're doing what you love, and if you can make a living at it, it's unbelievable. That's the goal. I don't think the three of us would say that we even work. Like, I don't work. I, I go yeah. to the gym every day. It's unreal. We're Lululemon all day long. You know, Tove sits <laughs> in his house and watches NHL videos in his underwear, and Clips him and teaches people how to be good at hockey. He
0: loves that. Yikes You
2: know,
0: he, he doesn't go outside.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: So tell us about this movie, man. I mean it's uh like I've seen the trailer for it. There's a trainer trailer trainer, you get you're in my head now, Jeff. Uh there's a trailer <laughs> there's a trailer online, I looked at it, it looks awesome. So uh if you can tell our listeners a little bit about what it's about.
2: Yeah. Thanks for taking the time to watch it over. Um, yeah, it's, it's a travel documentary with, um, uh, you know, the character Kane Van Gate and then his buddies, Pavel Barber and Greg Bowden, uh, Barber's a stick hand- handling specialist. I'm sure you guys have seen him on social media doing his thing. Um, and then Greg Bowden is a buddy of ours who owns four ball plus. So he's really in the floorball. ball. And then his father was Norm Bowden. who's was the first ever Winnipeg jet. And he was also on the original St. Louis blues team. So there's kind of a tie in there and, and his dad's like late 70s, still plays beer league, like absolute beauty. But anyways, it's uh, so myself as Kane Van Gate and those two guys up in Vancouver, just kind of bumming around, just doing very hockey centric things, going on this ultimate hockey fan cave, um, just uh, collecting interviews with different hockey personalities up in BC, as well as some guys here uh, in St. Louis that have a tie in to Vancouver, like Neil Komodowski, for example. Um, so it's kind of like a um, little hodgepodge of just cool footage and 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 hockey interviews, and it's all hockey centric. and I think I hope at least um, I think anyone who's passionate about hockey is gonna like this documentary. So and if you're a fan of anything I've been doing on YouTube or Barbara's been doing on YouTube, then you're gonna absolutely love this. But like I said, even if you have no clue who we are, if you love hockey, I think it's something that anyone who's you know shares that passion is going to appreciate.
0: That's unreal, and and that's what's like the benefit of what you guys do. Like I look at you, I look at Barbara, I look at guys like Coach Jeremy, um, who's yeah. got a huge Instagram following as well. And you guys just bring more people to the game, and that is something that I think is so so important. And you you get people more passionate about the game. I feel like if you had a job title, like what's my job description? It's like to get people passionate about hockey, you know. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and that's what Jeff and I love to do too. So we really appreciate the stuff that you're doing. And And do you get a lot of like really cool feedback from people that, um, you know, I'm sure you've been maybe even noticed on the street or something like that, or you're in a rink and somebody sees you playing or whatever. Like, do you get people, are you a little bit of a celebrity now as well because of Uh, it?
2: Um, I use that term very loosely. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't say celebrity, but I, I think, you know, a lot of kids watch YouTube, right? So a lot of them, and the ones who see me on the ice all the time at like Kirkwood and A blues and all that, like they're used to me. So it's, it's no big thing, but randomly when you see a team from, I don't know, like after Merrimack kids, you don't know you, they're just kind of like, Oh, that's that guy. Barber scores on, you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> it's, rarely is it like, Oh, that's K gate. It's more like that's a dude from the shootout videos. who got scored on, but you know, it's I'll take it. Um, it's fun. Um, but, uh, the, the, biggest compliment, the most humbling thing is, I can't tell you how many times I've had a kid just say, Hey, I'm, I like YouTube and I stumbled across your videos, found them funny. You helped me fall in love with the game and the position I'm a goalie now. And I'm just like, it blows my mind, but there's so many kids out there who reached out to me or like, I wasn't even in the hockey. And then I stumbled across your videos and check out my new setup. I mean, like, I, I couldn't even tell you how many times it's happened. And so like, that's just for me, it's, it's insanely humbling, but, um, You know, I do consider myself a promoter of the game um, and ambassador of hockey like we all are. Right. We're all passionate trying to grow it. So that's probably the best feedback I've ever gotten. That's awesome. So
0: tell us a little bit about Kane Van Gate because we're talking <laughs> to Keith right now, and right, uh, I right. think Kane's a little bit different. So uh, for for all of our listeners that haven't been inundated with your stuff yet, um, give us a little bit of an insight into into who Kane Van Gate is, what he does, and um, he's a pretty big beauty from uh, from what I see.
2: Yeah. So beer league is his life. Um... He spends his life. It's his life. Yeah. yeah, it is. And that's why. So we called the spinoff series after we made that pilot BHL 36. We call it the BHL life. And uh, because it's this guy's whole life, he plays one game a week and he spends all week preparing for that one game. And, um, you know, I, it, it's <laughs> Kaner is uh, he's, he's like a, he's an average beer league goalie. Like He's not terrible, but he thinks he could play in the show. He thinks he's just waiting for that. You know, like. He just hasn't let the dream die where most guys, you know, when you're 15 or 25 or whatever, like even when you play pro, like you guys, at some point, the dream dies and you know you're not going to play in the National Hockey League. But there are guys out there who never even had a sniff at D1 or East Coast or anything, or the SP, like no, like not even close, who still kind of have that dream alive. And I've met a few of them and I just kind of walked away shaking my head, like, someone needs to exploit this like someone needs to make fun of these guys like there's so many of them and i'm sure there's guys like that in baseball (laughs) basketball but like we know damn well that there are a lot of hockey players out there that just think they're awesome and they're average at best so that's Kaner. he thinks he's a man he um he thinks he's gonna figure out a way to be in the show someday but obviously you know me being the goalie coach i am I'm very, very well aware of, um, my abilities and my age. (laughs) So, um, I like to think we're pretty different, but there's obviously crossover there. I mean, I love hockey. I love the position. I coach goalies. I love the gear. So, I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of, you know, sometimes it is me being me, but, um, I'm definitely not that cocky persona that I am on YouTube, that's
0: for sure. I don't know. We'll be the judge of that by the end of this. But (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one of the things, one of the videos I watched and one of the things you did, which I thought was absolutely hilarious, was you actually went down to Florida And the Florida Panthers held like, what was it? An open tryout for goaltenders or something where they had the goalies on the ice and you were talking to Thomas Paul. Yeah. Vince Papali. So (laughs) what was that experience like in going down there and being able to shoot as Kane Van Gate? That must've been, that must've been something else. Oh,
2: it was absolutely perfect. So Mike McKenna, I'm pretty sure made that happen. I, I think McKenna and Mitch Korn both knew Rob Tallis, who was the goalie coach down there and just reached out to him, like, you have to let this guy come, and so immediately, they're like, yep, come on down, like, do your thing, make videos, blah, 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 but for them, it was just, obviously, PR. Um, it was, um, Longo went down, and then I can't remember if it was Reimer, who his partner was, he went down, and then it was one of those deals where Rob Tallis, the goalie coach, who played in the show, like, obviously, he knows how to stop a puck, but probably had more worn pads, and, you know, guy only knows how long, and it's not like riding a bike, so he's back there getting dressed, and then he ended up not going in the net, but it was, like, pretty darn close. And Luongo was on his way to get an x-ray at the hospital. Turns out they're just like, I guess he had, I don't even remember, some bad cramp or some injury that wasn't as bad as they initially thought. So they, like, turn around, get Luongo back to the arena, and he fin- he tuss it out, finishes the game on one leg. And um, so the media blew up about this, and this is before the whole, you know, emergency goalie bug, whatever you want to call it, kind of happened. So they decided that, you know, they, they weren't getting a lot. They, they weren't having a good season and um, they decided to get some good PR out of it. So, um, and actually was it a long ago? Anyway, it doesn't matter, but they, they invited a bunch of goalies to come down and try out. And so they made it seem like it was going to be like 10, 15 dudes. There were probably 80, 90, maybe even a hundred goalies. They had two different sessions. And like, it was like, 50% of them were Kane man Gates. I mean, these guys, were, <laughs> these guys, I, I can't do not. A lot of these guys treated this like it was a real trial. It, legitimately, like took it seriously. We're stretching. Like it was unbelievable. And I'm just looking around, like this is all just for social media, like PR, like we're not, you're not actually going to practice with the team. That's just the thing they say, like, come on. And so I became buddies with, um, one the guys who actually did get picked. And, um, He's now his name's Dustin. He's a hell of a beer league goalie. He's the he's the practice goalie and the emergency goalie for the Predators now. So like this guy's legit. Like he's for a beer leaguer, Like he's legit, and that's why he's with the Predators. But he and I were just looking at each other, like, "Who are some of these mutants, and why are they taking this seriously?" So <laughs> it was it was so fun to see all that firsthand. And for me, it was content gold because it was like so it was so can man gate to go do that, right? But um, it's funny. Like so many kids are like, "Oh well." You know, you got to play with the Panth- Panthers. I'm like, buddy, no, that's not like at <laughs> all what happened. Like, no, but um, you know, God love you, but no, it wasn't like that at all. And then I kind of have to explain to them, but um, yeah, it was that was something else for sure. And like Linda Cohn was out there, uh, Stool Presidente was out there in pads, and I had no clue who the guy was at the time. Now, obviously, I know who he is is because bar stools freaking huge. But um, he had like all these cameras around him, and so did Linda Cohn. So yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: That's unreal. I remember just from the video, I was looking at it, and it, he, you're on, like, a, what is it, a boogie board or whatever with the, the yes. paddle? Long the paddle, board. He's yeah. got his goalie gear. He's got his uh, shoulder pads on. He's, like, yeah. paddling by. He's, like, this is my life fest. <laughs> it's yeah. just – I start dying.
2: First time I paddle boarded, that idea was, like, in the back of my head. I'm, like, got to use this. Got to put a chesty on and make a life fest joke. So I was waiting for that one. <laughs>
1: One of your videos, didn't you like walk through a casino in full gear in Vegas or something?
2: Yeah, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we did that. That was actually last year. Uh, we did a, a project with Allegiant Air, and they took us out to Vegas to, to a blues game. And um, I was just like, Dave, I don't want to do this, but I feel like this is, I have to. Like, k and Gate would do this. And so, yeah, I was walking through a casino in full gear. No one even thought anything of it. Like, no one stopped and looked. Like, it was Vegas. Like, weird stuff happens constantly. Like, no one was phased by it, which is pretty hysterical.
1: That's almost even funnier that nobody yeah. even cared.
2: Yeah, halfway through, I was like, my anxiety is gone. Like, no one even cares. Like, no one even cares. This is fun. That's unreal. <laughs> do you yeah. have fun playing that
0: alter ego? Like, when you get into character and you're playing that just like complete buffoon, Kane Van Gate, uh, maybe not a buffoon, but it just, whatever his personality is, like, is right. yeah. that, that has to be fun to be able to do that? Because you're right. There are so many people like that. And the fact yeah. that you get to do it and then kind of make fun of them in a way, like, that's got to be so much fun.
2: It's it's an absolute blast. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because, like, my beer league teammates, so the Caner, like, guys called me Keither. KBG is my real initial, so that was always a thing. And then they always called me Gelsy. And then so when we started this whole YouTube thing, I didn't want to use my real name. Because I'm like, no, I want to make it a persona. Like, I don't want to act like myself. You know, I don't want people thinking this is how I really am. So we came up with a name because I had KBG stitch all over my gear. So I'm like, all right, it's got to be the same initial. And then I'm like, all right, instead of Keither, it'll be Caner. Instead of Gelsy, it'll be Gatesy. And so now, every save I make, they'll hammer the boards like, "Nice save, Gatesy!" Like, <laughs> "Way to go, Kaner!" Like, no one calls me Keith Vangels on my in my locker room anymore. And like, I don't blame them. I signed up for it. Like, I'd do the same thing if there was somebody else. So, it's just, uh, it's just funny. Like, those guys love to bust my chops about it, and, and rightfully so. Like I said, I, I totally do the same
1: hey i mean you're, you're doing what you love you're you're making money at it and you're you're a sponsored bauer goalie you have a deal with bauer where you test out products for him and you get to put it on your social media and i mean you're doing all these cool things and you're making a living in hockey and you're not playing you're not in the nhl you're not a professional so again it's like going back to like chase your passion whatever it is yeah. find a way to try and make that your life and then you'll be more successful and you'll be happier so it's it's just so cool man
2: I really appreciate the kind words. Really do. Thank you. Yeah, it's
0: awesome being able to make a living being a beer league goalie. I mean, that's been a while. I mean, that's, that's the very world cool. We're living in. It's great. <laughs> well, I, I did want to bring one story up, and and uh, this one was really really cool. And and I remember this from a while ago, but just in kind of going through your videos and stuff uh, a little bit earlier today, this came up. But you have an unbelievable story about Scott Darling. And yeah. so, so Jeff yeah. and I know him. I don't want to say I know him. I, I've met him a couple times and, and he's like just a phenomenal person. I think anybody that has, has ever met him would say the same thing. And you got like up close and, and a great story because of that. So I would love for you to, uh, it's something that got all the way to the white house and president Obama, yeah. when the Hawks won the, uh, the Stanley cup and they went there. So, um, if you can just, uh, tell us about that story.
2: Yeah. And and it's, um, I'm just the middleman, obviously Scott's the awesome guy. I just heard the story and felt like I had to tell it. So I was down in Arizona for now we sponsor it My the BHL BHLPA sponsors. It. it used to be the sauce cup. Now it's called the BHL cup. So it's just a beer league tournament, um, over Super Bowl weekend down in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I'm getting ready to head back to St. Louis and I got an Uber coming and this guy sees all my goalie gear and he's like, Oh, you're a goalie. Awesome. And he's like, you know do you play pro and i just kind of laugh i'm like no <laughs> here for barely uh, if i played pro i wouldn't i wouldn't be here you know getting picked up carrying it <laughs> uh but anyway so we're packing up my gear and he goes do you know who scott darling is i'm like yeah of course i do he plays for the blackhawks and then he goes i got a story for you so he tells me this whole story and i'm just like thinking to myself like this is media gold and like and not like it wasn't a selfish like oh i want to get a bunch of retweets i was just thinking like people need to know the story so i'm I, and i talked to the guy and you could tell I was sincere like this guy's story was awesome um as he told it and i'm like sir i believe every word you're saying but just so you know like I, i'm a big social media nerd and i think i'm going to share this with the world so everything you said to me is legit yeah it's legit I'm like okay cool so i'm at the airport having a glass of wine. Um, I'm more of a wine guy than a beer guy. So that, there's one difference between me and me. Uh, having a glass of wine. And I'm just thinking like I had the whole thing written out. And I'm like, do I do this or not? Because Scott didn't do that so he would get attention. He did that out of the kindness of his heart because he's a good person. So I didn't. I was just kind of reluctant because I was afraid like am I going to step on his toes? Like am I going to bring him all this attention he doesn't want? So I was a little reluctant. And then, you know, after, you know, glass of wine number two, I was just like F it. So I just hit send on the tweet, put my phone on airplane mode, and I was like, it's going to do well. It's going to blow up, but I don't even want to look at it. I'll look at it when I land in St. Louis. So I turned my phone off airplane mode when I landed in St. Louis, and it had like 2,000 retweets. Scott himself retweeted it and commented on it, like ESPN, like you name it. And I was just like, holy cow. I almost said something else. I was like, <laughs> I can't believe this. And then, yeah, for Barack Obama to mention it after they won the cup, I mean and just for him to bring up Beer League, like that was for me, that was that was a feather in my cap. But like I said, it's I'm just the middleman. Scott's the awesome guy who did the awesome thing and I'm just glad I was able to share that with the world because I think that's a story that people needed to hear. Well so, can you I'm share? Gl- I'm glad I was able to share
0: Can you share it here with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> no, that was so a great on. lead up. <laughs> great lead yeah, into I'm, it. I'm going on, and on just
2: assuming everyone knows what I'm talking about. So um Scott Darling, like two days before um, I was there, he the Blackhawks were in town to play the Coyotes. And um, I guess he was out for a walk or something. He was outside, and he just randomly found a guy who was down on his luck and had struck up a conversation with him. Um, and I guess Scott just really saw the sincerity in this guy's eyes. If you're talking to him, he's just going through a really rough time with you know losing his job, this and that. So he gets this Uber driver, the one who took me to the airport has him drive this guy to the grocery store, buys him a bunch of groceries, and then they go to a hotel or a motel or, you know, some someplace, and he gets them hooked up for, like, a month or two weeks of, like, just a place to stay and all full groceries and just helps the guy get back on his feet and change the guy's life. And so as this guy, I want to say the I'm pretty sure the driver, he was Lebanese, but he was, he was from a country where hockey's, like, not a prominent sport. And so he's telling me this story, he's like, Dude, I didn't know anything about hockey, but after like seeing this guy do all this firsthand, I immediately looked up who he was. He goes, "I've been a Scott Darling and a Blackhawks fan ever since. I love hockey; it's the best sport." And like this guy, so it changed the Uber driver's life, and now he just absolutely loves hockey. Um, I really would like to think that the gentleman that Scott generously helped is, you know, on on the right path and able to find a job and get back to his family and all that good stuff. But at least Scott gave him the opportunity opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, his humble response, if I remember correctly, it was something like, hey, I'm just lucky to be in a position to help people. And that's just such a huge lesson that we could all learn. You know, he he didn't have to do that. He could have easily gone and booked a massage at some spa or, you know what I mean? Like, instead he spent his afternoon helping some stranger because he could just see in his eyes he needed it. So it was pretty cool. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's Scott Darling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and he I mean he went through some struggles too. I mean, he his path wasn't to the NHL wasn't an easy one. I mean, he was playing oh, in the SPHL at and uh, yeah. had to claw his way back and, and battled some demons and and so I just think that empathy that he showed, I mean, our world can use a lot more of that. And it's it's a word that I've been using a lot lately for whatever reason, I'm not even sure why. Um, yeah. but just putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, especially if you've been through that, is just it's such a powerful, powerful thing. And you know, like when you're relatable like that and when you can actually have perspective, um, again, that's just, it's amazing. We talk about that all the time, Jeff, right?
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's so massive. Like, and, and when you fail, that just makes the, the successes the the good times even sweeter, then you really appreciate them. And I know we say this all the time for our listeners who are always listening, but like, let your kids fail. Like don't coddle them all the time. Like it's okay. If your kid doesn't make a team one year, it's okay. If he doesn't score the goal, it's okay. If he doesn't win the championship, because those hard times will make them a tougher, more mentally tough, physically tough, everything person. And we can't just let everything be easy for them. You know? So I love that. That's a great story.
2: Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Another Scott Darling story, completely unrelated, uh, like six months prior to this, um, he was, I think I was at the GGSU. It's like this Facebook group for goalies it stands for goalie gear slots United. Sorry if that's a word I can't say, <laughs> that's um, okay. but anyways. And so it was like uh, Scott Darling was a big part of it. And then um, Garrett Sparks. And then I even, I think like Bennington used to be a part of it. So like all these guys, when they were like young, like 15 or whatever, started this Facebook group and it blew up and it's got this huge, huge following. And now they do like summer camps and stuff like that. So, Uh, rewind six months before I ran into that Uber driver. um, We're going to this camp just to do like a video or whatever, like a one day thing. And so Dave and I are walking into this rink in Chicago and Scott's right next to us and they had just won the cup. It was like a month after he won the Stanley, actually less than that. he just got his fresh ink on his arm or his whatever. He's got that Stanley cup tattoo. That looks awesome. He had just got it and he showed it to us in the parking lot and we're like walking in with them and, super nice guy down there and all of a sudden there's like people swarming him as soon as we like get in front of the rink like all of a sudden he's got all these people around him we're like okay well that's your life see ya and then we go inside and like i'm eating breakfast and i'm getting i'm getting ready to do interviews that's what it was it was for work we we're doing how to how to go or why uh, what was it called be a goalie interviews so we did one with like darling and um, mike condon and uh garrett sparks and then even like jake allen so it was like trying to grow the position kind of thing. So um, before that, so I'm up there getting ready for the interview and I'm just like eating a breakfast burrito and he signs all these autographs and spends all this time with the fans because he's a great guy. And when he finishes that, he comes up and he's just like, you know, he showed us this fresh ink or whatever. And then he's like, so what do you do? And I go, uh, I'm just a beer league goalie who makes uh, YouTube videos uh, and thinks he should play in the NHL when he has no business. And then he just starts laughing. He goes, Oh, you're kind of like me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. I was like, yeah, except um, yeah, you're big and talented, so it's a little different. But he uh, uh, just had such a relaxed, like great sense of humor, and uh, like right then and there, I knew I'm like, okay, this guy's legit. This is going to be a really easy interview, and sure enough, it was.
0: Yeah, hockey guys are just different. Hockey people, just not just guys. Hockey, hockey yeah. people, men and women. But you know, For you sure. mentioned the Scott Darling story, like in, in what you've been able to do and the popularity that you've been able to, to accrue here, what, what is, what's like one of the coolest things that has happened to you or maybe what's one thing that you've been able to do that just kind of blows your mind based upon where you were 10 years ago, even. And and now where you are now.
2: There's so many things Topher, that I'm still like, wow, I can't believe we're doing this. Like, you know, when we get access to, um, to go to like an all-star game or when a brand reaches out and wants to pay us money to make a video. I'm still like, this is crazy. This is awesome. But I think the biggest thing for me is if, if I sat down with my 15 or even 25 year old self and was like, Hey dude, you're going to figure out a way to get sickier all the time. I think my <laughs> younger self would just be like mind blown. Like what? Like you got good all of a sudden and played pro. Like, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's not that. But, um, you know, you, you just, just wait. So I think, I think that's like the coolest thing. I think just my younger self would, would find it the most exciting for sure. Cause so uh, you know awesome. you get cut. You're from such, so a goalie. Like, <laughs> I am such a goalie. But like, I got gear at Bowling Green, um, but I didn't get to pick it. They just gave me a set and I hated it. But you know, when you're the third string, no one really cares about your opinion. And I just remember like filling out all the specs. I was so excited to get the set up. And then I got cut from the team and I was just like, God, that's like three teams where I was like this close to getting the setup I wanted, and like God. And so in the back of my mind, it's always been like, God, I just wanted that gear. You know what I mean? Like it's it is a thing goalies think of, but um, I don't know. I've been so lucky. I'm I'm just so lucky to do this in general. Um, I think anything we get to do is pretty darn lucky. But the gear is probably my favorite part, and definitely my younger self's favorite part. <laughs> so awesome very cool and
0: if you can before we let you go here uh, you know the BHL and you you started the BHLPA as well Um, yeah so if you can just t- talk to B- BHL, I'm assuming is the beer, beer league, beer hockey league. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. So yeah. if you can just tell our listeners a little bit about what the BHL is and then starting the BHLPA, which I think is unreal. You guys actually got a clothing <laughs> line and everything. Um, yeah, so tell predict. us about those it. are sick too. Yeah. Like
1: I, like, I <laughs> love it. It's such a cool logo.
2: Thank you. Appreciate that. Well, all of the logos have been designed by my buddy, Matt Stewart. He's super talented. So we've hired him and, uh, he's, he's been a huge part of it, but, um, So, yeah, the BHL stepping back is actually the league here in St. Louis, the Brentwood Hockey League. It's a BHL. And that's like for a while, that's been the Premier League, uh, the Advanced League there. If you win that beer league, then, you know, like that's the league to be in. That's all the best players play in that one. And so we just kind of wanted to, I wanted to make it more of a universal thing. So I made it seem like BHL was beer hockey league, you know, so it applied to the masses because, you know, obviously people outside of St. Louis aren't going to have any clue what that means. So it's kind of a dual meaning. And then the whole BHLPA thing, I always just thought was like a running joke um, or not thought like it was a running joke. And I always thought it was just kind of funny to like parody, you know, the real guys. Right. Like the legitimate entity, which is the National Hockey League. And just kind of and obviously all the jokes are on me in beer league. It's never on them. So um, but uh, and so a huge part of the storyline was, oh, I'm going to start the BHLPA. I'm going to get this going and that. And then, you know, fast forward, we're still doing this for three years. And then people are reaching out, like, when is this going to happen? I'm like, we need to do something with it. And then we made some, like, concept shirts, like like a one one and done shirt, like franchise goalie and just ridiculous stuff like that. And then after, like, 100 messages of people being like, where can I get a franchise goalie to be? I'm like, all right, fine. We're doing apparel. Let's do it. And then we'll just make it, like, that's the BHLPA, like, that he starts this apparel line. So you can go to bhlpa.com and get hats and hoodies and t-shirts and all that stuff um and, and clothing is something i wanted to avoid because i worked in retail and like i've seen you know how well and how hard like gong show and sauce and violent gentlemen like there's all these brands out there that are doing such a great job that i was like i don't have the time or, or the i just didn't care to compete with any of them and and we definitely are no competition of any of them but it got to a point where it was like we might as well you know what I mean? We might as well start doing BHLPA stuff and, uh, you know, people buy it. So, um, <laughs> beer leaguers out like all over the country, actually in Canada as well, buy it. And we've had some sales over in Europe even. So it's, uh, that that's something that's, I kind of pinched myself that it's even a thing, but, uh, but it is.
1: <laughs> Dude, that's so cool. Like people yeah. are buying something you created, not only a yeah. movie and experience now clothing to wear. It's just unreal. And, um, for Again, to like inform people about like how you're doing this. How do you make your shirts? Do you are you making the shirts? Like are you stitching stuff no, at your house? Oh Is grandma in <laughs> the back no, 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 pressing no. stuff on and <laughs> next
2: to the meatloaf? Like what's going on? So there's uh, there's a lot of third party platforms out there that like do everything in house for you, and so like the margins aren't ideal. Like if if you want to really make money with apparel, you got to do it all yourself or find a means to do so, so you can have those margins, but it's not worth our time and that's not what we went to school for. It's not our expertise. So there's companies out there that just kind of do all the work for you and they just take a percentage. And so that's really what we do. So I have somebody else. So if you reach out to customer service, you're never talking to me or one of my buddies, like you're talking to this company, Um, but they do a great job. Like if there's ever any issues with apparel, like sizing or something ripped or whatever, they just replace it. No questions asked. So the customer service there is pretty great. I mean, I haven't, I've only heard like a couple complaints, and you know, out of like three years, so it's been a pretty smooth process. So, and it's nice having someone else do all that stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, listeners, check that out because it's it's legit. Like, it's actually really, really cool stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, thank you. so one last thing one last thing before we go I feel like we have to give our listeners a little bit of a taste of Kane Van Gate so <laughs> before before we let you go I would love to do maybe like a little mini interview of of Kane Van okay. Gate so okay. let's let's say I I will be the or Jeff you can even step in here too I'll be like the rinkside reporter after okay. after a game let's say you just after won after a BHL game yeah after a BHL game you guys just won the game let's call it five to four so not a great game on your in your end Uh, or maybe it was it'll probably will be in your pretty
2: good for yeah yeah
0: yeah um so would you would you mind doing a little uh little kane van gate to give our listeners a little bit of a taste yeah let's
2: do it let's
0: do it (laughs) and scene (laughs) (laughs) kane that was uh, a great game you know you guys were were down four to two come back for a five four win what are your thoughts after after that uh, amazing display out there
2: you know, I'm just glad the boys were able to pull it off. Um, it, it made it my it made my job easy not seeing a shot in the third period. They they really buckled down for me. Um, but uh, the biggest thing I think that kind of gave them the confidence to do so was the three saves I made in the second period. Like the one pad save it was a freaking cannon. And, you know, it was like right inside the blue line. The guy come down the, the wing, rips a bomb, goes off my pad, on the tape and we went down, we did score, but like we did later. So, I mean, that was like a big momentum changer, I think. Um, and then just like, you look at the other end, you see the goalie and he's got the dustiest setup ever. And then you look down at me and I think that was just a huge, huge reason why we were able to just kind of rally back win the game and then just keep, the other squad on their heels. I think they're just a little intimidated. And and you know, six setups tend to do that. So <laughs> uh
0: yeah, I, I totally agree. But uh you know, your team you guys didn't come out great. And you gave up the first two goals of the game in the first five minutes. Uh I think the second one you're probably off your angle just a little bit. So uh talk to us just about the poor
2: start from uh from your team. Yeah, it's it's never ideal when you give up the first two shots of the game uh, especially when they're long distance but you know I think the boys came out flat like you said and um off I I may have been off angle but I think you know it's hard to see the blue lines and the circles like it's not the zam guy doesn't do the best job and so and it's just you know sometimes that affects your angles a little bit but you know it is what it is like you said we were able to get the w and that's what really matters so I'm just glad I was able to stop all 12 of those shots
0: yeah, we, we talked to Captain Jeff Lavecchio before the game, um, and he was telling us a little bit about your pregame routine and, and how that really yeah. gets the boys going. You're a leader in the locker room, and guys really look up to you. Uh, so if you can, just uh, talk to us a little bit about your, your pregame routine and, and how that allows
2: your team to be so successful. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because that's such a huge, huge uh, thing when it comes to beer, being a beer league goalie. So I like to get there two hours early. Um, I do a series of stretching, uh, some sprints, some hand eye work. Uh, usually by the time the boys show up, I'm done with all that and in my gear. So they don't really see it. A lot of them get there like 20 or 30 minutes ahead of time because they're not as dedicated. But, um, I, but like you said, it fires them up just knowing that, you know, I'm reliable. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do everything I have to do to get mentally and physically ready to go. Just a battle for the boys. And so, yeah, they, they definitely get fired up from that.
0: That's great. And uh, before we let you go here, Kane got a big game coming up, playoff game against the Brentwood team. Been a rival of you guys. Um, You know, you seem like the kind of guy who who likes to give a little bullet board, uh, bulletin board material. Uh, So if you have a message for for the boys coming in that you're going to be playing against next, what would it be?
2: Um, I just tell them to check their email because I send them a scouting report of every single player on that team so they know exactly what to expect, who's going to be where, who's going to be doing what. So they should be ready to go already. Um, But sometimes I'll do a little pregame speech, but not everyone listens, so it's easier to just send an email out. (laughs) Love that.
0: So for all the listeners out there, that is Keane Van Gate to a T. And you guys can find his stuff on Instagram. You can find it on YouTube. And, uh, Keith, this was awesome, man. Thanks, for, thanks a ton for coming on.
2: Yeah, thanks, Topher, for having me. And, Jeff, I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate the kind words. And I'm big fans of you guys. So it was a lot of fun.
1: And just real quick, uh, what, what day is Hockey Journey uh, oh, nice. debuting here in St. Louis?
2: Right, thank you, Jeff, for asking. Uh, January twenty seventh, so a week from tomorrow, um, so the Monday after the All Star Game at Chaminade uh, Theater, Skip Vera Center, and so it's it's pretty exciting. It's uh, we got we got like three hundred and fifty tickets sold already, and I think we still I think it's seven hundred is capacity, so hopefully we can fill her up, and then uh, I think the movie is it's kind of up in the air when it'll be available to the public, but I'm hoping for the next four to six weeks be available available for digital download on itunes and amazon hopefully
1: unreal well i will be in yeah. attendance buddy so as months of going with muncie my mom and dad are going her friends are oh, going man. it's uh yeah yeah it's gonna be
2: cool i'm really excited really excited hopefully people like it but um yeah i mean just two dudes with a really low budget just uh found their passion so hopefully this just opens doors so we can keep doing it honestly I, that's just really what the goal is
0: very awesome, cool. man. Well, great job. Keep up the great work, and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch at some point in the future.
2: Awesome. Thanks again, Topher. Jeff, appreciate it.